Sharon's outlook on the topic of disease. Mikey had a facial scar and Bobby was a racist. They were all in love with dying. They were doing it in Texas. Tommy played piano like a kid out in the rain. Then he lost his leg in Dallas. He was dancing with the train. They were all in love with dying. They were drinking from a fountain that was pouring like an avalanche coming down the mountain. I don't mind the sun sometimes. We need to Welcome to episode three of Bucky's Road Diaries. Uh, I'm uh, your co-host, Mike. Uh, I just want to shake a shout out to everybody before I introduce Bucky and everything uh, for all the folks that have sent me uh, messages and, uh, you know, stuff on Facebook and on Twitter. And uh, I really appreciate the fact that everybody's been so cool. Uh, I got injured and I spent some time in the hospital. So everyone's well wishes means a lot to me and, and I appreciate everybody's prayers and thoughts and and I'm on the road to recovery now, so I, uh, you know, I thank you all for, uh, you know, sending me these messages and everybody being so cool. Uh, this week we're going to be talking about uh, I uh, first wrestling in Minnesota. They had a wrestlepalooza, uh, two cards. So I'm going to introduce Bucky real quick, and he's going to kind of tell you what he's going going on. And then we'll talk about the card, Mr. Bucky. Hey, what's up, everybody? Just uh, here we got the third episode here, the road stories, road diaries, what have you. Um, as Mike said, you know, he got, he had, uh, the accident happened recently and glad to see he's doing okay. And, you know, can, can at least laugh about some things about the whole situation and, and, and make light of it, even though it's uh, obviously a very serious situation. Um, yeah. So as Mike said, you know, we we're at the, I was at the Respalooza, um, this year. So they actually did two of them this year, the 12 and 13, I believe it was. If I remember right, or maybe 13 and 14. One of the two. Sorry. <laughs> it wasn't, can't remember exactly what it was. But yeah, um, this is, these shows are like their big shows of the year, the biggest shows they run the, of the year um, at First Avenue in Minneapolis, which is a kind of historic venue, I guess, for music and whatnot. So yeah, that's just kind of a, Brief overview, I guess. Do you want me to go into the cards? Yeah, if you want to maybe uh, talk about some of the main matches, since there are so many cards, you know, maybe just uh, talk about maybe like the you know the the main three or four matches, or you know what what, what went on in the show. I know we talked about the arena before. It's a good place to eat and drink. It's a really cool arena. Um, was it was it sold out? Was it pretty packed? Actually, actually, this one is different than the uh, other venue I was at. I've never oh, been okay. at First Avenue. Okay, how 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 was this place? Um, this one's the other venue that I was at was the the James Valentine VFW. Okay, which is um kind of it's not really where they run their smaller shows, but um they have like two areas where they run out of most of the time. You know, the James Valentine VFW, and then First Avenue is. Like their bigger venue where they do the WrestlePalooza shows. Um, the actually the two shows they did this weekend were WrestlePalooza 13 and WrestlePalooza 14. I just checked real quick. Um, and they usually run one of these shows usually once a year, but they've been running this for quite a while. Um, First Avenue is I don't know if they necessarily sell food, but it's kind of um, most of the time a music venue, so. You know, obviously, it's a lot of partying, and um, with with these shows, it's uh, it it attracts a different crowd. Let's say that. Um, 
not everybody that's in that building is a wrestling fan. <laughs> so, um, you have a uh, quite a variety of people. Um, you have you know quite a few women actually, um, girlfriends or or women just there with friends or or whatnot. It's a it's a pretty big party atmosphere. Um, and from what I heard, I think it was seventeen hundred tickets sold for the weekend. I believe. Nice, but. I've heard that a lot of the time that the um, capacity or like usually a lot of the draws are like around a thousand. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I guess I could get into the card. Um, they generally would only do six matches a lot of the time. So it was six matches on uh, Saturday and six matches on Sunday. So in the opener on Saturday you had a four way which um, Angel Dorado ended up winning. I'm sorry, but I can't remember the other three guys that were in it. I apologize. Right. Um, which I remember that being a pretty good match for a, for an opener. Um, you had Airwolf defending the Wrestlepalooza title, which the Wrestlepalooza title is like their heavyweight title, which is their main title, obviously. And uh, it was a three-way with Eric Cannon and Darren Corbin. Um, really solid match. Um, the past few months they've been building up, um, Eric Cannon and Darren Corbin feud. So, you know, it kind of built on that a little bit more, but also the rest of the title was on the line, which it wasn't the main event in the show. Um, MJF was there, which a lot of, quite a few people know, um, ended up wrestling, wrestling DJ Z on that show, which was really, really pretty solid match. Um. Like I said, these crowds, these crowds, they um, they play into things quite a bit. You know, it's not really like a like a typical wrestling crowd, I guess you could say. Um, but they really have a good time with these shows. I mean, these these shows are great. I mean, I was really highly impressed with with the way they they ran, um, the booking, the talent they have on it, the the way the card is booked. You know, what you usually would expect the main event to be is not generally the main event. <laughs> and like you said with Darren and uh, Darren and Eric, they've been tagging or or uh, feuding on and off for probably 15 years. Yeah, they they have a long history when it comes to wrestling, obviously. I mean, Chikara and, and whatnot. Well, and Eric was, trained Darren, too. He was one of his trainers, so... Right. Um, okay, so what we left off with MJF and DJZ. Yep. So then you had um, this match was actually announced, which, like I've said before, a lot of these first shows they do not announce cards ahead of time. They'll announce talent, but they don't announce the card. But this match was announced ahead of time. Great Sasuke, um, just Shane Strickland, um, really solid. Typical with the Sasuke kind of. Like Buddha kind of stuff, I guess you could say. Not like Buddha, but you, you know, you get what I'm saying with the yeah. games and the tricks and all that kind of stuff. Gotcha. Yep. So, it, I mean, it was solid. It was uh, about what I expected out of the match. Um, Shane Strickland this weekend was phenomenal. I mean, that, I've never seen, well, I've only seen Shane Strickland one other time live, and that was against um, Jimmy Jacobs, but. He absolutely killed it this weekend. Nice. So you, 
Your next match was uh, Cold Cabana taking on Kikataru. <laughs> hmm, Which, like a... obviously, yeah. <laughs> Interesting match. We kind of we kind of can assume how that went. Um, you know, we right. have two comedy wrestlers. Um, really cool. I can't remember exactly. I mean, this weekend was a a pretty long weekend, so I can't remember too many spots specifically in regards to that match or a lot of these matches, for instance, because it's I'm trying to take notes, but it's like so much is going on and sure whatnot. Um, so then your main event that night. Night one was uh, LAX taking on the Rascals, which I'm not sure if you know who the Rascals are. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't know exactly who they were, and so I was like, oh, that's Zachary Wentz. I know that. Oh, Desmond Xavier. Um, yeah, they've been at. Sorry? They've been on TNA for about three weeks now. They've, uh, for people that don't know them too, they've been uh, wrestling on Impact. So they've been getting a bigger thing. I think they're amazing. Uh, they had a match with Bandito and Flamita in Pro Wrestling Girl, and I think it was the best tag match in probably the last three, four years. Yeah, they're it was really solid. Like I didn't um I've heard of them both obviously before, but it was kind of different seeing them uh in the in this kind of environment, I guess. But you know, with 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 first wrestling they have quite a few connections with, you know, Indies, with Impact, um, you know, Chikara, et cetera, et cetera. <coughs> Which obviously, you know, Eric Cannon does uh, the booking for First Wrestling. Like I said, I, I'm pretty sure he owns it, but like I said, I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, he's listed as the owner. Right. <laughs> but he, um, yeah, I'm pretty sure, uh, yeah, like I said before, and like you just said, um, in night two, he kind of made that pretty clear. But, um, so yeah, LAX defeated the Rascals. Um, really, really solid match. I remember, I can't remember which one's which, Santana or, um, Ortiz. Santana Ortiz. But the crowd started an EYFBO chant, which <laughs> <laughs> he kind of looked back like, eh, right. whatever. It's like, we know who you are. We know you're from beyond wrestling, but. It was cool. Um, but, yeah, overall, night one was uh, really solid. But, in my opinion, night two blew it completely out of the water. Um, night two was, from top to bottom, probably one of the top shows that I've ever been at live. I would say at least top ten, maybe even top five. Nice. Um just really solid. The booking was very, very good in the show. Um, <clears throat> your opener, you had um, Space Monkey. Which I, sh I sent you that thing, so you kind of got a heads up yep. with that. <laughs> a, a weird four-way. You have a monkey, a cat, a frog, and a dog. Sounds like Chikara. Yeah, sounds... Uh, it, I, I mean, I was sitting there and... <laughs> Like I said, I was I was totally completely ringside, right, right around by the entrance, two people away from you know where they're all walking out and etc. And I'm like, who the hell? I'm like, I know Space Monkey, I know Thunder Frog, I've seen Wildcat numerous times. You know, like I said, Yellow Dog, I wasn't really that familiar with, but the guy that played Yellow Dog like literally came out with like a chew toy and, and played like the whole dog gimmick with it, like, <laughs> good. 
peeing on things, quote unquote, or whatnot. <laughs> so, um, Space Monkey didn't have any bananas, which was unfortunate, but it was a real fun opener to set the tone for the show. Um, your second match, you had Sienna, I believe, is her. Yeah, Tina. Yeah, Allison K taking on Kimberly. Um, I'm a big Kimberly fan. Allison K, I've never seen before, but um, Kimberly, I've seen, I believe, one other time. Really, really solid match. Um, fun match. They did some spots on the outside of the ring. With these shows, there's not a lot of room for them to do much outside the ring, per se. Because there's probably, like, from where this where the crowd stands, from the guardrail to the ring, is probably maybe a foot or two. Just enough for somebody to walk by or walk through or whatnot. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, really, really... What's that? Did you know that... Uh, not to admit, Kimberly is actually is uh, Zachary Wentz's girlfriend in real life. Really? Yep. Yep, they've been dating huh. for a while. Oh, I never knew that. Yep. Breaking news. Kind of cool they were booked on the same show then, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I love Kimberly. I loved her run in uh, CZW way back with Drew Gulak's uh, group was against hardcore violence. Uh, her and Dickinson, that crazy shit and beyond, where she took that fucking buckle bomb. All right, yeah. And beyond and Chikara, she had great matches. I really think the WWE NXT was stupid for letting her go. She's a talent. She just did a tour in Japan, too. Um, I think she's one of the best uh, female indie wrestlers out there. I mean, she can do the hardcore stuff, and she can. she's just a great talent. Uh, they're lost. The look, maybe. I don't know, you know. Yeah, I don't know. She's not, not a twig, you know. <laughs> she's not a twig. <laughs> You know, no disrespect, but you know, sometimes they're Nia Jackson, a twig either. No, 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 <laughs> not saying anything ill of her either, but that's right. She's on yeah, she's on Raw every Monday night, and neither is Tamina, so right. Yeah, I wonder. Um, so then your third match in the night on night two was really kind of. Let's say, um, say strange. I don't know if people were ready to rumble at that point yet. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I was standing there. I was standing there, and and I heard um, Willy Wonka's music playing. <laughs> the, the Candyman, the Candyman song. Yeah. Well, you, you've heard it. Obviously, most yeah, people yeah. Have heard it. they've seen the movie, the original. I'm talking about. Um. So I'm sitting there, and I'm like, who the hell is this? And I I ran into an old friend of mine that I haven't seen in 15, 16, 17 years. And I was like, man, who the hell is this? And uh, David Arquette comes out with a bag of candy. So he's he's handing out candy to the crowd. And um, my buddy next to me, like, David Arquette threw him a sucker or something, and it fell on the floor. And David's like, hey, come here, and gave him another one, you know, and so I just picked the other one up off the floor. <laughs> so, like, whatever. Um, got a really good pop. It was really, it was really honestly cool to see, like, the whole gimmick that he portrayed that night. Um, like I said, the crowd loved it. And he ended up wrestling Colt Cabana, which, 
you know, Cole Cabana obviously carried him 100%. Right. But not going to lie that David Arquette busted his ass. Like, you could tell he was really honestly having fun, wanting to try hard, wanting to put on a good show. Um, just, it was a really solid match. Um, and I was a big fan. Like, I'm not a biggest David Arquette fan, but it was really cool to see him really make the effort to not make it a shit fest. You know, I mean, he was bumping, he was doing shit. And obviously everybody knows for the most part, he doesn't have to do this shit. He chooses to wants to. And, um, Cole Caban and him, you could tell they were having fun doing the match. They were having a great time. You know, I, I really enjoyed it. You came out to the candy man, huh? Yep. It was really, it was really cool to be honest. I was like, who the fuck? And he came out and I was like, oh my God, this is awesome. <laughs> Even my buddy was like, this is so cool. He's like, this is what a cool entrance. I was like, yeah. You know, playing the candy man music in the background. So what's uh, that? Playing the candy man music in the background as you talk. So <laughs> <laughs> still go a little. Oh yeah, it was awesome. Candy man. Uh, um, what's that? I'm sorry, I'm seeing one candy man. Okay, I'm all done. Oh, you were singing a little bit? <laughs> oh, I was, I was singing a little bit to the candy man. I was playing in the background. The, the, the live folks will probably hear it. <laughs> I'm talking about the candy man. Is, the candy man plays in the background. <laughs> Hell yeah. So then you had your fourth match of the night, which um, they built it up. Like, I kind of. I kind of, I'm kind of, when I'm in a show, I pay attention to a lot more than just matches. Like, I'll read lips and see what they say and stuff. Right. So, you had <laughs> Eric Cannon and Darren Corbin came out, um, and they were doing a match. They were going to obviously have a match. Well, I read Eric Cannon's lips, and he told the announcer, he said, don't, don't announce it yet. Or, no, he said, don't give it out quite yet. So, I was like, okay. I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure this match is going to be no DQ. Which um, it was. Go figure. <laughs> so um, Corbin tried to get purposely disqualified. So the ref said, there's no DQs at Wrestlepalooza. So sorry. The match was restarted. Um, they used some cookie sheets. Um, a garbage can, some chairs. Like Eric Cannon hit a, um, they had a, a chair seated, and he did a pretty crazy brainbuster to Corbin on it, yeah. which was pretty sweet. Um, they did a thumbtack spot where Cannon took a choke slam onto him. Um, really solid match. I haven't really seen. I've I've never seen these two wrestle live, but um, really enjoyed it to be honest with you. Two very good talents, so this fucking thing. Why does it seem so low? Yeah. Is the volume okay? Sounds okay here, yeah. Okay, just making sure. So then you had the next match was Darby Allen taking on the great Sasuke. Kind of threw me a little bit of a loop. I wasn't expecting Darby Allen to be wrestling Great Sasuke, but um, solid match. They both did um some uh, apron bumps. Darby Allen did the truss fall, um, and Sasuke moved out of the way. 
<coughs> Sasuke did the, the senton, swanton, whatever you want to call it, to the outside, and um, Darby Allen moved. Um, and a little bit of a crazy finish here. You had um, Darby Allen go over great Sasuke in this match. Wow. Which was a little bit surprising. Yeah. But, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, it's cool that, um, you know, Sasuke was willing to put him over, but I'm assuming he's not a very selfish guy with that kind of stuff. Right. Definitely. And that being it's not, it's not in Japan, so it's probably not going to hinder him as much either. Right. I mean, and he did go over Shane Strickland the night before, too. I mean, you don't really... Right. I mean, you don't want to put him over everybody just because you brought him in, you know. Very true. Very so true. I assume they're going to be bringing in Darby Allen probably a bit more, I assume. But first wrestling's a little strange. You never know what to expect. <laughs> nice. Keeps it interesting. Yeah, for sure. So then they also announced that they're going to do another VFW James Ballantyne show in March. And they announced that Jessica Havoc is going to be at it. So I would be willing to bet that Sammy Hit Callahan will probably be on that show as well. Right, right. But I guess we'll see. So then you had your main event, which was for the Wrestlepalooza title, which was Airwolf defending against Shane Strickland and DJZ in a three-way. Um, this was one of the best matches I've ever seen live, 100%. Um, bunch of false finishes, bunch of crazy shit. They did a lot of kicks. Um, Shane Strickland was stiff as shit in this match. I mean, him and DJZ, they were beating up Airwolf a little bit here and there. I mean, Airwolf's, like I said, 19, I think he's 19, maybe 20. Um, and they were definitely giving it to him in this match. Um, Airwolf held his own really solid match. Um, like I already said, one of the one of the best matches I've ever seen live. Um, great, great, great match. Um, I can't even remember everything that happened on it, but I'm just gonna plug it. Whenever this comes out on download or or whatever, <laughs> this night too is something to see. Maybe I'm putting it over way more than I should because I was live and I'm biased, but it's a, a very very good show. Um. Airwolf got the win with doing a, can I say a single-handed Spanish fly? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? So basically he did yeah. a Spanish fly to Strickland and DJZ at the same time with okay. just him. So, I mean, it was, it was pretty crazy to see. It was, I was, it was literally right in front of me because I was standing in front of one of the corners and I was like, holy shit, that dude really just did a Spanish fly to two dudes? <laughs> but it was awesome. It was really cool to see. Great show. Um, and yeah, I mean, good double header, I guess you could say. But night two was, like I said, night, night one was great, but night two was something special. Awesome. Awesome. How's, uh, how's Sasuke looking? He's getting up there in age. Uh, he's 49 from what we looked it up on Wikipedia when we were at the show. I had a, I had a photographer. I said, man, this, I said, if, I think Sasuke is like 45. And the guy's like, oh, I don't know. I think he's in his late 40s. I'm like, eh, I think he's in his mid 40s. So 
uh, my friend um, Wikipedia'd it and Wikipedia'd it. <laughs> and the photographer, I told the photographer, and he's like, oh, I guess we we're both right. He's still in his 40s. And I was like, yeah, for at least another year. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe he turns 50 this year, one of the two. But he looked awesome. Um, uh, my my friend commented on some of Sasuke's scars, and I was like, yeah, man, that's a lot of, you know, FMW, Japan stuff, uh, no rope barbed stuff from the 90s. Yeah, he did some. He did some. He did Deathmatch Ronita. He did some deathmatch stuff. He did a uh, he did some stuff in Freedoms too. Yeah, he was in one of the pain limits where he actually had a light tube match with June Kasai. Very bizarre match. Huh. I had to watch it recently because uh, someone wanted us to review it for the patron page, and it was uh, he really played like he, he played like he never saw a light tube before. It was a funny match, but he took some, <laughs> he took a bunch of light tube bumps. He got bloody pretty good in his arms. But and he's done a few other light tube death matches too, here and there, and everywhere. It's crazy. I did, I wasn't aware of that. Yep. Cool. Yep. Uh, I, I think it was the pain limit. Oh, I want to say 2010, maybe. Okay. I think that was the year. Can you hear me? Okay. Yep, I can hear you. Yeah, I think that was the. Just had to get realigned here in my chair. That was uh, the year, so definitely. So let's talk. Uh, so that's that's cool. This weekend you got a big weekend, right? Freelance and GCW. Yeah, freelance versus GCW and four hundred degrees on Saturday. What a card! What a card! And if you go on Fight TV for uh, twenty bucks, you can get both of those shows too. That's a heck of a deal. Twenty one dollars. What are they charging for the? Um... The GCW versus Freelance, eight bucks, nine ninety nine, and then the other one's ten ninety nine. Okay, all right. So uh, yeah, it's hundred degrees on here. One of the few I don't have to stream. Holy cow! <laughs> I won't complain. Check those out. Be a good wrestling weekend. Then on Sunday, uh, we'll be watching the Ring of Honor show because that's Bandito and Mark Hoskins are going to be making their debuts. Oh wow! And. Uh, it's going to be a crazy six-man. It's going to be uh, PCO, Brody King, and Marty Skrull against uh, the Briscoes and Silas Young. Also a villain club kind of thing? Yeah, I think there, I, I think I could see PCO and Brody like doing this long feud with the Briscoes, which I think would be cool. Oh, yeah. I mean, if that's, um, you know, I guess what they're aiming towards wanting to do. Yeah. Um, oh, I see it right now. I've just seen it. So we'll definitely have to do another quick uh, road show with you next week because you're going to some really awesome shows. Yeah, for sure. Um, like you say, Friday, I'll be heading on there early Friday, well, early-ish. Um, hitting up that show, the Freelance for GCW, which you know, I think it's a great card. Um, really want to see... Sorry? Who's the, can you run us down that card? Who's on the Freelance card? What are the Give me one second. Yep, no problem. I'll uh, I'll make some noise while you're looking it up. And no freelances. Uh, every time they generally go to Chicago, they do the cards, and they they come across pretty good. I know back in the day, CZW used to do CZW versus freelance a couple times, and now they uh they kind of stepped it up, and uh, GCW is uh is doing it, which is cool. And they're going to be uh in the new arena, the arena uh. That the uh, resistance has ran their shows and is where GCW is going to be. So 
That should be cool. For sure. Yeah, man. Um, all right, I got the card here, which there was. Uh, I'm not sure if people know or you know or, or whatnot. But um, so Pat Monix apparently is, has some injuries that he's dealing with. Okay. So Arrow Boy is going to be taking his place. Nice. In a uh, three-way against Isaias Velasquez and Eric Ryan. Yeah, I saw that one. That, that could be a really cool match. Yeah, it's it, it's looking like it's going to be really cool. I mean, um, like I was saying, nothing against Pat Monix, but um, well, I was talking to a friend earlier today. I said nothing against Pat Monix, but I would take Arrow Boy as an upgrade. Absolutely, and I really uh, Isaiah Velasquez. I really liked his uh, match with KTB at the GCW show. So uh, yeah, he's um, he's a Chicago mainstay. I mean, he's he's all over the place. Yeah. So, and then you put Ryan in there. That could be a really hard-hitting, fast-paced match. Oh yeah, it's kind of nice to be uh, to see Eric Ryan in uh, a non-death match once in a while. <laughs> Absolutely. What else Love we got going matches, on? But the guy can work too, you know. Oh, for sure. What else we got going on at the freelance show? So we got Darren Corbin taking on Nick Gage, and oh. uh, and a hope that he uh, walks out a live match. then we got there's some of these guys i've never heard of so hopefully i say them right uh we got it looks like we got a six-man tag acid jazz marche rocket and g i think it's gpa okay two of those guys used to be the soul touches acid jazz and marsh rocket they used to wrestle in uh iwa mid-south and dreamwave a lot in the uh early uh 2010 2009 Huh. Uh, you used to have uh, Willie Richardson with him, Acid Jazz. I forget the other guy. Oh, the main guy. The, trying to think, there was four of them, and the other one. But they were they were pretty. They were getting to be a fairly big indie name. They did some Chikara stuff, and then they just kind of just wrestle in Chicago now. So it's just kind of the like, localish guys, and they're going to yeah. take the reject and KTB. <laughs> cool. Um, then we got Anthony Henry and James Drake taking on Crane and Schlack, a.k.a. Hate Trash Disaster. I like that match because I really like Anthony Henry and James Drake. Um, James Drake is the WWN champion right now. And Anthony Henry uh, had some crazy matches with Mance Warner and Mid-South. He wrestles in Evolve a lot. They're the Evolve Tag Team Champions. He's the FIP champion in Florida right now. Um, they're two really good, strong-style wrestlers versus two maniacs and Crane and Slack. So that makes for an interesting match. Yeah, it should be it should be cool. Um, I've never seen Anthony Henry. I might have seen, but James Drake, I've never seen before. So they're a really good tag team together. I'm excited to see this show because it's a lot of people that I haven't seen before. Right. Um. Let me see here. So next we got Gringo Loco takes on, taking on Nate Webb. Okay. Um, this is one other thing that kind of confuses me a little bit. But um, next we got Matt Nix and Alex Olson taking on Tony Deppin and Jimmy Lloyd. Okay. Um, yeah, Gringo Loco just signed to MLW too. Yeah, I did see that. That's really yeah. cool. Just signed the contract with him. 
See, the reason why I, when I announced this match, I'm still wondering um, because Tony Deppen hasn't been announced for the 400 Degrees show. Hmm. So I'm wondering what's up with that because they do have eight matches announced for right. 400 Degrees now. Yeah, we'll, we'll cover them in just a minute. But, uh, what's up? We'll go over that in just a minute for sure. Oh, so, okay. What else do um, we have for freelance? Next, we got a six-man scrambled Chris Castro, Chris Castro versus Elliot Paul versus Danger Mask versus G Raver versus Ornvite versus Alex Cologne. That could be a cool match. Yeah, I mean that's uh, gonna be everywhere. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And then the last match so far, or the last match they announced. Um, was Rough Crossing taking on Matt Tremont. Okay. Rough Crossing. I don't heard that name in a while. Yeah, he's he's uh. pretty much just stays around the Midwest, I believe. Yeah, he's done some death matches. He's done some stuff with Necro and Pondo back in the day. Some hardcore stuff. Never really broke up. He has kind of like that cowboy gimmick. Yep. Yeah, definitely. I've seen it a few times, but it sounds like he's pretty much just sticks around... Uh, Chicago, Wisconsin area, more so Chicago, Illinois area. Yeah, Illinois. I don't even think he's done much of freelance either, has he? Um, I don't believe so. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't heard the name for a while, but I mean, yeah, I've only seen him like one other time. Yeah. Oh, well, should be an interesting match with him and Dreamer. Huh? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what they do with it. I'm excited to see what they do in general with that show. How um, how much they're gonna allow stuff to kind of, I guess, fly. You could say. Right, and then the night after, 400 degrees, which I'm fucking looking so forward to. It's like a six death match card. That's right up my jam. That's like yeah. the GCW GCW World shows that I loved, like New Face of War and fucking The Road to Survival and Hit 'Em Up. You know, all that crazy shit that they used to do. Now, what are the two non-death matches? I forget. Jungle Boy and who? Jungle Boy and DJZ. Okay. And then you got uh, MJF and Jimmy Lloyd. MJF <laughs> and Jimmy Lloyd. MJF, who just signed with AEW today. We'll, uh, yep. we'll talk about it a little later. Then we go on to the death card. The death card is fucking ridiculous. Um, today they announced John Wayne Murdoch and Slack. I think that could be amazing. I think there's three or four. Any of these matches could just steal the steal the whole night. I think it's going to be a, a night where everybody's going to have to really perform to one up each other. Uh, then we've got uh, Marcus Crane against Nate Webb in a fuckery boards match. Um, Nate's first death match in a long time, so that should be very cool. Uh, Matt Tremont and Reed Bentley should be another really good solid. Solid death match. We've got Raver and Oren Vedit in a do or die death match. I think that's cool that uh, Oren Vedit's getting introduced to GCW. I think it's a really good uh, person to put him up against with uh, is Raver right away. And then, oh, Alice, I was going to say, how can I forget? Alice Cologne and, and Daisuke Masoka. That's going to be crazy. Bloody yeah, I think violent. it's cool that uh, Alex Cologne's getting that uh, that rub against the uh, the Freedoms guys or or Japanese guys in general. Absolutely. And then we've got Nick Gage and Eric Ryan. 
I think that could be amazing. So let's let's me and you do a little little uh, fantasy picking here. Sure. Let's uh, let's pick our. We'll just pick the six death matches. Let's use the closest. We'll pick the winners. So let, we'll start off with uh, uh, G Raver and Oren Vedic. Who do you like? I'm probably gonna say Oren. I'm gonna say Oren too. Um, I kind of want to say Raver because he's been there longer, but I think they need to establish Oren with a win coming in. But I could be wrong. Uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna also go with Oren Vedic. Uh, Matt Tremont and Reed Bentley. Uh, I'm going to say Reed. I got to pick Tremont because Tremont just, just uh, put Eric Ryan over. And uh, I don't think, uh, I think that at some point they're going to want to do Tremont and Gage four. So I, I don't think they're going to let him lose twice in a row. But I'd like to see Reed win. But I'm, The I'm reason gonna... why I think, sorry. Go ahead. The reason why I think that this is just me uh, going out on a limb here, I guess. Right. But I really think that Tremont came back to GCW to help put over a lot of people. Um, I think you're right, but I don't think he'll put everybody over. He's put Oren over in VOW. He put uh, Ryan over in GCW. I, I think it's time for a win. But we'll see. Right. It's, I think it's going to have a feel of Cody Rice and Reed Bentley a little bit, maybe. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the match that I was thinking of. That was a sick match, too. <laughs> right? the, fir the first one, especially. In Wisconsin Death Threat. That was an amazing match. Okay, so let's go to Marcus Crane and Nate Webb. Marcus. I got to go Marcus, too. I'd be very surprised because Nate just wants to do one more death match, so it wouldn't make any sense to put him over, over Marcus. Right. You know, I mean, if they did, they'd they'd probably be doing it for like a nostalgia factor kind of thing. Yeah, but uh, I I think Marcus is going to be blazing trails into the land of the rising sun soon, so I uh, I think they're going to want to keep his stock up. Oh yeah, so. I mean, especially with who he's probably going to be wrestling next month so you know i i hear a lot of inside shit that people might be disappointed and it might not be marcus crane mm, might I, not I, be. I keep hearing that uh, june has said he wants to work with someone he's worked with before and hmm. uh we'll have to wait and see i hope right. it's marcus but i've heard a lot of that he was very particular on who he wanted to work with but you know i hope it's marcus so then we got masoka and cologne uh, <laughs> see, I would say that's probably the toughest one out of all. Um, probably gonna have to say Alex. I'm gonna pick Alex too because uh, Masoka won, you know, one one and one last time he was there. They want to build a relationship. He's kind of been on the downside in freedoms lately. He's lost singles, and I think Cologne. It's had so many big matches, like Wasiko play last year. Uh. With uh, obviously Takata, he's got to get a win here. They got to build a boy up. Uh, right. So I I, I pick uh, Cologne too uh, for for the upset kind of. Then we got Eric Ryan and Nick Gage. Uh, it's gonna be Nick Gage, hundred percent. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna buck the system here, and I'm gonna pick Eric <laughs> Ryan. I'm gonna say that because I think Gage is hurt, and I think Ryan will be perfect transitional champion. So Gage got better. He came back. 
or he could be he could hold a belt for a couple months till somebody else picked it up. I'm gonna, yeah, I know that's hard to say because I really, uh, up until recently, I felt like every match Gage had, nobody could beat him. You know what I mean? Right. It was, just, it was like an exhibition match. Dickinson did beat the shit out of him, though. Yeah, that, that was, was a, a that solid was, match. That was a really good match. That was a good, good match. So it made him look human. So, yeah, I'm going to, on a crazy whim, I'm going to pick Eric Ryan. Going over Nick Gage. We'll have to see you next week on our picks. Right. I've uh, seen um, things floating around that Eric Ryan is not 100% either. Okay. So take that f- for what it's worth, I guess. But uh, I guess we'll see. I mean, it's going to be yeah. a great match either way. Yeah, I'm still gonna pick Eric Ryan. I'm still gonna, still gonna, I'm gonna pick him for the wild upset. We'll see. So that's definitely the underdog. Uh, <laughs> what's that? The underdog, I guess. Right. So you heard that here, folks. When Eric Ryan wins, you heard that here. Betting with Mike. <laughs> Ninety-nine cents a minute, and I take cash and no. But, uh, we'll start cash and cash. <laughs> that's right. Ask, grass, or cash. Nobody rides for free. Gas, <laughs> grass, or cash. Yo. <laughs> so uh, today, uh, big news on uh, on the internet. AEW did you missed their one uh, match. what's that? You missed one match. Oh, who'd I miss? MJF, Jimmy Lloyd. Oh, I was said I was just doing death matches, but okay. Oh, uh, hey, oh, hey, that's okay. No, that's fine. Uh, we can pick those other two. Too. Who was the one? I missed two then. Jungle Boy and who's the other one? Jungle Boy DJZ. I'll take Jungle Boy. Over DJ I'm going to go DJZ because it's his state. <laughs> I'm going to go Jungle Boy because I think they're bringing him from the West Coast. And then we got MJF and Jimmy, huh? Yeah, I'm going to go uh, Jimmy Lloyd. You know what? I want to go Jimmy Lloyd, but I think MJF wins. He spits on a GCW crowd, and somebody hardcore comes out and beats him up and sets up a future angle. That'd be interesting. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with MJF. Uh, okay. I think Jimmy should win, but I'm gonna I'm gonna just say, uh, or he fucks Jimmy over and they set up a death match down the road with him and Jimmy. They should actually do that, you know, considering he wasn't in the cage of death. GCW right. should take advantage of having G, uh, Jimmy uh, MJF in a death match type match first. Yeah, he, he might do one before he's off to AEW. No, they don't. AEW doesn't have their first card till May. In Las Vegas. So let's talk about AEW. Let's talk about all elite wrestling just a little bit. Um, Today they had a big press conference. Uh, Me and you talked about it earlier. What are your thoughts on AEW starting out? What do do you think they're going to affect the wrestling landscape? Uh, I, I, I just hope that this is not some kind of WCW remake. And, and what I mean by that, is obviously they have the bankroll of Ted Turner or more mm-hmm. or obviously more, <laughs> but it's kind of like the same comparison back in the nineties where you had, you know, Vince McMahon did not have the billions upon billions of dollars that he has now. Um, and WCW did. So it's almost like we're in that same kind of, role that we were back in the 90s early you know 2000 where you know um, theoretically AEW could buy anybody they want that's not contracted um 
But I think to me, what's really going to set them apart is they need to have a great mind booking those shows, booking the right talent, and doing the right the right things and making the right decisions um, to really put on a great product. I mean, we had Impact or slash TNA for years that was on that treadmill of doing really great things, and they kind of fell off for you know, many reasons, um, letting people that don't know wrestling run wrestling. Um, just because you have money doesn't mean your product is going to be good. Doesn't mean you're going to grow a fan base. Uh, you have to have somebody or uh, a team of, of, of brains in the wrestling business to run that company and make it successful. Well, and I think they do only saying because they have Cody, Nick and Matt who are executive vice presidents. Um, they put together the all-in card, which was a great card. Jim Ross is going to be involved in this. Uh, they just signed Jericho. They say he may have some input in it, too. I think they actually have a pretty good mind for what's going on right now in, in independent or in wrestling in the United States of America. So I think that uh, as long as C- Tony Camille just kind of sits back and gives them money and, and lets these guys set this up, I think they, they set it up well. And they say there's a lot of television channels that are very interested in signing them, too. That's very interesting. Um, we we could possibly see another war on our hands, I guess. Well, they're going to be Tuesday nights when they start out. So SmackDown is still on Tuesdays for now. So we could see some competition there. I know when SmackDown goes to Fox, I believe they're going to be going to Friday nights at the end of the year. But uh, we could be seeing that head on. And I used to love that, you know, when we had Nitro and Raw. Because for a while there, they pushed each other to be better. <coughs> I know uh, they signed Pac today, too. Pac came out and did a little angle with Adam Page. Uh, Jericho, they signed. They signed Joey Janela and Penelope Ford. Uh, MJF. So they definitely uh, so Callen Center. So, you know, they're getting out there. They said they got a lot of the big names uh, they're looking at, too. A lot of free agency in wrestling right now. Uh, you know, Kushida's last New Japan match is going to be into the month. Uh, big rumors that Omega's going to end up in WWE. Some say he'll end up in All Elite. Uh, Okada and Naito's contracts are coming up soon. And, you know, they say there's some issues with uh, the New Japan management of Risa. So those guys could be defecting, too. It's very interesting to see where everybody's going to end up. Um, I yeah. heard him. Go ahead. It's, it's, you know, it's January 8th. Well, you know, we're recording this on January 8th. And we're eight days into the new year. Look at all the crazy things that are happening already. I mean. That's, absolutely. You know, I, I think. It's an all-time high, you know, right now. Um, Indies, oh, yeah. um, you know, New Japan, Ring of Honors on fire. Um, you know, WWE's kind of. You know, WWE is the mainstream um, promotion, but a lot of things are happening outside of that bubble. Yeah, I think um, Impact has been putting on their best wrestling they put on in years, too. Um, I've been watching it the last couple of months, and, you know, with uh, Brian Cage and Pentagon and Sammy, I think it's really the best they've been putting on in a long time. It's, it's, since you with, touched on the Impact a little bit with me, it's like, I, I feel like they didn't get a fire lit under their ass until they got a bunch of these Lucha Underground guys there. Right. 
You know, Callahan and Cage and Pentagon and Phoenix and yep. you know. Yeah. I agree. They've just recently started to get better now. And then you've got MLW who's been selling out shows. They've been putting on some pretty big shows. They just signed Teddy Hart and Davy Boy Smith Jr. and Gringo Loco. You know, they've got some stuff. There's a lot of really great indies now too. You've got AEW in Chicago. Evolve, who pretty much I think WWE owns Evolve, I think more or less. They've been Adam Cole's going to the next shows. They've been sending a lot of top NXT talent. Uh, I know WWE's got deals with ICW, and and I want to say Progress or Fight Club, where they can buy them out in uh, England because they're starting the WWE UK and they're also starting WWE Germany. So uh, very interesting. A lot of things going on in the world of independent wrestling. I know Ring of Honor this weekend, uh, Bandito, Mark Hoskins will be making their debuts. Uh, so there's a lot of uh, a lot of signings right now. It's going to be interesting to see one year from now what we're talking about. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it's it's um, it, it's probably like you. It's um, it's at the point where a lot of companies are at the um, at the point where they can. You know, take advantage of um, wrestling being on fire right now, and you know, wanting to put the effort into to making things really, really good, and um, and taking advantage of talent that they're able to get. Absolutely. Um, you know, with with oh. you mentioned the AEW. You know, um, I believe that Janelle ended up beating up MJF at the yep. press conference thing today. Correct. You bring up, you know, going back to your impact thing. Um, this is just my one comment about it. I guess it's a pessimistic com- comment. Is um, they need to stop charging forty dollars for their their shows on uh, Fight TV. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, that's just. Yeah, I'm sorry. This this is independent wrestling. You're. It's not worth forty bucks for one show. If you I mean, charge forty bucks for it, everyone will just wait to pirate it for free. If you charge nine ninety nine, fans will buy it. Exactly. But if exactly. You're greedy like that. Why? Why pay forty when you can literally wait ten minutes and pirate it somewhere, or it'll be on streaming for free? Now, if you if you have a reasonable price like nine dollars, yeah, I'm gonna buy that to support it. Forty is getting greedy. I mean, WWE doesn't even charge for pay per views anymore. Oh, it's ten dollars a month. You spend right. hundred what one hundred twenty dollars a yep. year. But I could buy three impact shows, and then I'm good yeah. that. That's, that's greedy. Like, I have the network. I still have it because I love all the old content they have. And it's only 9 bucks a month. I can watch all the pay-per-views. I can, right there, it's worth it. Oh, exactly. So, yeah, impact definitely. 40 is too much. And it's a shame because I, their product has been decent lately. You know, they got Rich Swan, the Rascals, Pentagon, Phoenix, um, Brian Cage. I'm really not a big Johnny Impact fan, so I'm not going to... Johnny, wherever I'm wrestling fan. <laughs> Johnny Impact, Johnny W, Johnny Major League, Johnny right. fucking... Johnny Takira. Right. I'm actually I'm on flight right now looking up the card because um, I'm obviously going to probably watch a bootleg uh, stream of this. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> the card looks... Difference. I mean, I dig LAX uh, versus Lucha Bros. Yeah, um, I heard that was I amazing. The Ultimate X with Rich Swan and Jake Chris, Trey Miguel, Ethan Page. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, Moose Eddie Edwards. Eh. Uh, I'm not Abyss a big Moose fan. Drake, 
I will um, say, I saw a clip of that, and Eli takes a ridiculous bump on the back of his head through a table. Oh, yeah, where Abyss almost dies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see Tommy Dreamer share that on Twitter. Yeah. Um, Sue Young and Allie versus Kiara Hogan and Jordan Grace. <sighs> That's for your eyes, not for your mind. What's that? That's one of those eyes-only matches. You don't, you're not required to think. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> you just sit back and enjoy it, right? <laughs> not, 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 not knocking any of them because they're very good wrestlers. Uh, Jordana Grace, you know she just won the Progress title. Uh, I think I might have seen that on Twitter. Yeah, I mean she's a good wrestler, but then again, I'm just gonna sit back. I'm gonna roll one up and uh, take a few puffs and enjoy that match. <laughs> right. That, that'll be my. You no, know, that's one of those eyes only matches. Right. <laughs> Don't tell them that though. I won't because Jordana kicked my ass. Right. Uh, she's an amazing talent. I, I shouldn't say it about her. Um, a couple of those, I mean, all, and they're all like Ellie's. Ellie's okay, but I'm looking at Ellie more than watching her wrestle. No offense to her. Right. <laughs> I, and I like the demon gimmick. That that even makes her hotter. But right. Rosemary. Rosemary came back during that match too. Yeah, I heard. I heard. It's I pretty Rosemary cool. Too. I like the gimmick. Oh, for sure. I could, uh, I could see Rosemary and Allie and some demon paint and a bottle of wine. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, shit. All right. How was the burlesque? I never asked you that. I can't believe I didn't. Oh, you forgot your favorite part? Yeah, I know, right? Oh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm stuck in a wheelchair and... <laughs> right. Try not to think too much about things, but... Yeah, so what, what happened in the burlesque? Um, so you had Sweet Pea and Joy Coy, um, and, uh, it was interesting, let's say that, uh, I think, uh, if I remember right, night one, uh, uh, Sweet Pea, she wore some weird outfit, I don't even remember really what it was, it was a real colorful outfit, um, night two she came out, like, kind of like, uh, like an evil queen kind of thing, kind of like a Maleficent kind of deal. Okay. Which was pretty cool. Uh, she's a goddamn hell of a good looking woman. I'm just going to say <laughs> that. <laughs> I was sitting there and she was trying to make her, her ass jiggle and slapping her ass and all this. Well, holy Christ. <laughs> Be in front row, you know, you got to kind of. Contain yourself. Right, right. <laughs> Keep yourself grounded. Yeah, yeah. You know, sometimes you might have to uh, take a bathroom break a little bit here and there. Oh, goodness. <laughs> but uh, as, as we talked about earlier, you had uh, Joy Coy come out dressed in the uh, the whole rogue outfit. I dug that. Oh, I really I dug that. It. I saw the picture you sent me of that. Uh, uh, two <laughs> thumbs up. I would like to play X-Men with her. Yeah. <laughs> I go, I'll be Beast or Wolverine, and she can be Rogue. <laughs> right. A little cosplay action. Right. Um, yeah, that was uh, it was a hell of an outfit, let's say that. Uh, and it was uh, it was very good. Uh, no Queenie Von Curves, but... What uh, uh, the fuck? Where was she? Uh, I don't know. She might have been busy elsewhere. Disappointing. Right. That's the point. That's a shame. 
but the two they had, Joy Coy and Sweet Pea, were were very very good. It was uh, highly entertaining. So uh, all the other wrestling promotions are out there. If you ever want to spice up your cards, I suggest some burlesque. You can't go wrong. Oh, especially uh, Joy Coy. Just tell her you want her to be ex uh, ex woman. Nice. About Princess Leia, that would have been cool. She oh yeah, that would have uh, Leia in the Jabba the Hutt dress, the gold bikini, where I'm she was sure chained to Jabba. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that would have got over pretty well. Jabba gave that perverted look and was licking his lip. I don't even think he had a cock, but. Good <laughs> 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 man, you look like a slug. Who knows what he had going on? And Star Wars never explained how Jabba was going to do the princess. What the fuck? Did you see this? What's that? Fans turned away from SmackDown venue for wearing all elite wrestling <laughs> apparel. That's terrible. So it begins. Oh, what's the matter, Vince? Are we scared? I can see, like, the Young Bucks and Cody on a tank sitting outside. Yeah, they got to blow the building up. Yeah, I remember how DX did it back in the day? Oh, yeah, I, I love that stuff, Bucking though. Army tank. I do, too. I do, too. That's too good. Yeah, I think WWE might be worried, man. It should be. There's someone that's got the money, and there's people that, and there's a lot of talent. I think if you survey WWE talent right now, 20% of the wrestlers, I bet you would jump. I bet you're going to see a lot of them because they can make similar money there and be happier. Oh, for sure. Less dates, less bullshit. I mean, there's a lot of guys in WWE that just don't get booked right. I mean, you know, they just shit on them. I mean, Bray Wyatt is not the greatest talent in the ring, but he's an amazing talker, and he was so over a few years ago. It was ridiculous. Oh, for sure. So I mean, over. That's typical, you know? I mean, the Wyatt family so over. I mean, they just shit on people. They, someone who's talent. I mean, Zack Ryder. I, I'm not a huge Zack Ryder fan, but the f- crowd loves him. They fucking Zach love Ryder? him. Yeah. He's got a huge internet following. They don't even put him on TV. I'm not a fan of his, but he's got like a, two million people that follow him on YouTube. Isn't um, he does that? He does that saying or whatever it is. Yeah, something stupid. Like I said, I'm not a monstrous fan of him, but the booking is just fucking terrible. I mean, it's all over the place. They don't give a shit. Shinsuke you know? Nakamura, one of the greatest wrestlers of our era. They just made him look like an idiot. He just looks like a bum. He does. He's <laughs> so good in fucking New Japan. I mean, ridiculous. Ridiculous. Now he's lost the U.S. title to Rusev. Man. Oh, did he? Yeah, Rusev beat him uh, last week on SmackDown. I'm not sure what's happening this week. I'm taping it now. I'll watch it and fast forward later. But well, I haven't even paid attention. I just stopped watching I, I it. have to watch it because they have a lot of those eyes-only <laughs> matches. Oh, like right. Pop. With Lana and, you know, Carmella and, oh, what's her name? The uh, the girl that glows. Oh, oh, chunky ass? Yeah, yeah, her. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, Mrs. Uso. Ooh, so, ooh. And uh, <laughs> Becky, Becky Lynch is pretty hot. What about those 8 by 10s that are for sale? Of who? Oh, you didn't see that? No, was there nudies with somebody? 
No, it's a uh, message and messenger. No, I didn't. I'm sitting. I'm sitting back in the chair. I have to get up and look up. Oh, okay. Something about eight by ten is about a perfect ten. Oh well. Although I do say Charlotte kind of, I don't know. She looks like her dad too much. I'm not oh, a... yeah. She's still very good in the ring, though, no doubt. Oh, yeah. Well, so isn't Becky. I think Becky, uh, they're booking her brilliantly right now. I, she's yeah, like... I haven't been watching. I just, I, I don't know much about WWE. I just, I got tired of it. Popular fucking uh, wrestler in WWE right now. She kind of reminds me of Stone Cold, the way they're booking her. Does she do the... Uh... The, the stunner? No, not yet. But, oh, so, wow. I'm looking at this message you sent me. <laughs> Caught my attention. <laughs> One of my other favorites, Scarlett Boudreau, who we haven't talked about yet. Yeah, she's doing all right, I guess. You know, I was watching the other day. Somebody's like, well, why don't they ever have her wrestle? Who cares if she wrestles? Who she's cares? not there to wrestle. I don't give a shit if she wrestles. As long as she walks around... And them tight little clothes and bikini. I don't give two fucks if she ever wrestles. <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Wow. Wow. Big cartel. Wow. <laughs> Man, I'm scrolling down the page now. Oof. Man, she's ugly, isn't she? Jeez. Yeah, right? Fucking hard to even look at her. It looks like ass. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's just... She's... She's, she's, she's one of the best, looks-wise. Oh, hell yeah. No doubt she's, about that. She's one. not a bad wrestler, either. I've seen her wrestle a few times, but... I mean, I really wasn't there for wrestling. But. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, there she is with red hair. Interesting. Throwback. She looks pretty good with the red hair, too. I like the blonde, though. Pictures? Oh. Yeah, I'm scrolling down the page now as I'm aimlessly talking on the mic, not even sure what I'm talking about. <laughs> now she's up on a weight bench with a peace sign. Oh, she's oh. ready to go. God, what an ass. Asset she is <laughs> to any company she really works for. Amazing asset. Right? So, well, I forget what we're even talking about before we start talking about professional females. I don't remember. I forget what AEW I think. Oh, I, I got something for you. What did you think of the tampon spot? It's causing uh, all the controversy. Wasn't a big fan of it, to be honest. Yeah, a lot of people are saying it was fake, but it's still kind of nasty. Yeah, I mean, come on. I mean, it's kind of kind of disgusting. I mean, I really wasn't. I mean, I, I'm not going to stick up for Rebby Sky. She's a fucking idiot, anyways. But. I think she's just a moron. She just a, she used to fucking be a house pat that fucking sucks off Matt Hardy. So I don't really, I'm not going to get on her end of it. But I, I mean, the, uh, I just disgusting. I don't even, even if it was a fake thing, I don't, I saw the greatest thing online the other day. Somebody was commenting on the deathmatch call page about it. And the one guy is like, uh, the one guy's like, no, no, it was a fake. She pulled it out of her ass and somebody, I forget who it was. I should look it up to fucking shout out to him. It was one of the funniest comments I've seen. And he puts right up with a question mark. I didn't know tampons came out of assholes. He made it funny. Oh, that's funny. It was pretty fucking funny. 
It was uh, I didn't know. Oh, that, that is funny. It was fucking hilarious. I gotta see if the person's here. I'd give him a shout out, but that was like the uh, the cult uh, comment of the day. Right. You want, you want some really good deathmatch wrestling? It's a really great cults. Go to Facebook and check out the deathmatch cult. Oh yeah, for sure, man. I'm reading on here now. Samuel John Hall just bought his dynasty tickets. Or wait, just bought the dynasty. Okay, he bought the dynasty. What a show! What did you guys yeah. think? I haven't watched it all yet. Oh, you didn't watch it all yet? No, no. I was in the hospital for a while. I'm still catching up. I watched the, the death stuff, and I haven't watched the whole thing yet. No, I'm still a little bit behind on stuff. Oh, I, I, I had to watch Wrestle Kingdom, and it took up like five hours. Yeah, it was pretty long. Yeah, because I got to review it, so I had to watch Wrestle Kingdom. So, And I was hoping for a Deathmatch Mafia Part 2, uh, but that didn't come out yet. You know, we're, we're Boris Dukai... And Fighter Boudreau have children. Right. <laughs> so but, oh, here we go. I'm on, the, I'm on the comment thread now. I just want to read this. Da, 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 da. Where is it? She's done. She posed naked for runs her mouth. That was me. Oh, Somebody shit. Said, I think it was your friend Adam. Adam Schnauzerman. Is that your friend? Scheiserstein? Schnauzerman. Wow, I'm fucked up. I'm not sure. <laughs> the oxycodone and the marijuana have taken effect. Holy shit. Scheisterstein. <laughs> oh, Scheisterstein. Oh, yeah. yeah, I know what that is. So here's his comment. Somebody, I'll read the one before at first. The girl did a spot in a match for an opponent in a chair. You want to taste the tuna. She pulled a bloody tampon out and stuffed it in her opponent's mouth. To be fair and others, I believe it was a work. And the tampon was, not le- was legit from her ass. And the next <laughs> comment. Adam's comment, which I fucking love. Hold on. Tampons come from the asshole now? <laughs> I love it. Thank you, Adam. You got the cult comment of the week. Oh, yeah. Adam's a good oh, dude. That's some funny shit. Oh, I was just reading through that. So, yes, you two can uh, comment on that. It looks like someone put up a drunken death match. Tremont and Casanova Valentine for CZW. Yeah, that's supposed to be coming up. Yeah, CZW rules match. Then I think there's a four way, too, with Jimmy Lloyd, Mance Warner. Connor and somebody else. I think Dan O'Hare. Somebody said Dan O'Hare and fucking uh, Jim Cornette were going back on Twitter, too. Back and forth. Really? Yeah, I didn't see it, but somebody said that they were bickering back and forth about probably about Deathmatch Wrestling. Huh. See if I yeah, I'm, not, I'm not going to see anything. Jim Cornette, Dan O'Hare, Twitter. Let's see. See what comes up on the old magic machine. Jim Cornette, Twitter. Let's see. Uh, I don't see anything right off. He's got a picture of Tessa Blanchard. Tessa Blanchard has a really nice ass. <laughs> Just wanna, and she's a great wrestler, too. Right. She is a great wrestler, but when she like her does her entrance, you know that. Come on now. How can you not comment when she does that, like, shake? All right, right. Uh, it fucks with my mind. She's got uh, skills. What's that? She's got skills. I'm going to start a new uh, podcast. It's going to be called Oxycodone and Marijuana. <laughs> see me after, after I take a pill and I'm going to comment on whatever. Right. Looking at Jim Cornette. I see a bunch of girls on Jim Cornette's site. I see Chris Jericho. I see Shinsei Nakamura. 
don't see anything about Dan. I see Liv Morgan. That's a nice picture of Liv Morgan. Hmm. Not really into Liv Morgan much, but that's a nice picture. Liv Morgan? I don't know if I remember. WW. She's in the Riot Squad. She's the blonde, pink-haired one. She's with Ruby Riot and I don't remember. Crazy Mary, Sarah Dobson, Morgan, whatever. Then Cornette's got a picture of some blonde here shaking her tits. WWE porn. Mandy Rose. <laughs> fucking Cornette. <coughs> That's funny. I know it's sacrilege, but I listen to Jim Cornette's podcast. I love it because he's just so fucking crazy. I know people shit on, oh, he hates Deathmatch. I know he does, but I still, I still find him entertaining. I listen. Oh, yeah. Sure. I love his old school comments. I listen to the experience and the fucking and the uh, corny drive through. It's just oh shit. I don't see anything, but I, yeah, I heard they had a a brawl. They battled back and forth about something. I I don't even know what, but there's another nice Liv Morgan picture. I gotta oh. pay more attention to Liv Morgan. <laughs> you know Sarah Logan. <laughs> um, Remember Crazy Mary Dobson when it went out with Pondo years ago? She deathmatched. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know her now? Have you seen yeah, her she's in uh, NXT or whatever. Yeah, she's in regular WWE now. But right, but but she uh, she used to be a lot hotter. She was. Oh shit! I know that uh, there's something. I, I do. know that. I know that one of our admins on the Deathmatch Cult page will probably argue with me later when he hears this. But I'm not saying she's ugly, but she used to be hotter. <laughs> right? Our mutual friend, he won't say his name, but he. Right? He and him have went back and forth a few times. And that's funny. That's, that's, that's but funny. hey, man, I got to get going here. Okay, we're good, man. Uh, we'll uh, we'll get together again. I'll probably cut out part of this in the end. It was the wasteful part, and then uh, we'll talk about GCW and stuff next week. Thanks a lot, and have a good one. You too, man. Let's catch you later.